glowing your aura can help you in every facet of life from like how you're motivated to who you date, how you communicate, your sex life, choices you make, careers. Girls gotta eat. Welcome back. I, February. I have the biggest cowlick. I just want him to get him on this side. <laughs> I wore a headband today. It's my first headband. Yeah. And it's ever a, in recording. It's ever. Uh-huh. It's a milestone. Uh, Six years in. <laughs> jeans. Jeans. This is a new you. Then headbands. Yes. And it's February. It's February. It's your my favorite, favorite month. month. It is the month that we start the podcast and so many things. So shortest month. Used to be the coldest month for us. Not really. Yeah. Sorry. So we are out here in Feb. Yeah. Sun shining. Calyx popping. <laughs> I have a crazy. It's smooth today. Well, you told me this and I've never noticed. And Tessa said, because it doesn't affect you, you didn't notice. And it's I was in like, the back. that's everybody on earth. Isn't that everybody on earth? If it doesn't really like affect you, I'm not thinking about your cowlick. Well, but it's one of those things of like when you see it, you can't unsee it. Like I told yes. Sparkle Eyes and now it's like the third thing in our relationship. It's the third partner in our relationship is my What is cowlick. that called? It's like when you, like you've never seen it ever before and suddenly it's everywhere. <laughs> okay. Like, and you know what I'd never heard of is people in New York call it when it's like really cold, they say like it's brick. That's and new, I think. No, it's not new. It's old. Oh, it's old. It's old. <laughs> it has a resurgence. <laughs> I just have been seeing this. So, yes. I did, I'd never heard of this. I was like, that's not a thing. And then my friend Dara was like, it's been a thing your whole life. Okay, great call on that. Yes, and now Queens. I've seen it everywhere. Yes. It's a Queens thing. It's a Queens thing. So I wasn't born and bred in New York, so maybe I was never bricked up. <laughs> bricked up? Bricked up also means hard, right? Like a boner. Yeah, like if a guy's bricked up. And like a brick house. Why are bricks in so many metaphors? <laughs> metaphors, weird. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, which you should be, you will see Azul. Azul, welcome to the couch. And we have another, we did another angle from Raina's side. So let us know which one you prefer. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to our partners. Thanks to Buffy for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Buffy makes award-winning bedding that's soft on you and soft on the earth. For $20 off your Buffy order, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code GGE. Yes, and thanks to HelloFresh for supporting our show. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use code GGE free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. And thanks to AG1 for supporting GGE. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, 3K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash GGE. Okay, we were talking about this yesterday on Caitlin Bristow's podcast, which will be out soon, I hope. Oh, I can't wait. So fun. I feel like recently I've been like struggling to find the end of a sentence. And sometimes when I got vo- I'm voice noting you and I'll be in the middle of a thought and I'm like, I hope I can land this plane. And like, <laughs> yeah. when I do, I like fist pump in my living room, like, did it. Like, sometimes I, I don't know what it is recently because I sleep eight hours a day. I get plenty of water. I'm never hungover. Like, I don't know what is contributing to like my overall brain fog. But recently, like, I have not been able to like find words and end sentences correctly. I said it's because of the fillers. <laughs> I got temple filler. <laughs> I just got it injected into my brain. No, it doesn't go in your brain. And I did look that up too. <laughs> like, because your brain, like, my brain is the most important thing. Like, I start to panic if I feel like I'm getting like slower or not as quick or can't find the words. I mean, when we did our blooper reel, we did a whole 
chunk of me being like, what's the word again? What's the word again? What's the word again? Like I get frustrated with myself because I pride myself on being like an intelligent person who talks for a living and wants to find the words totally. and I want to always improve my vocabulary. So I have been like, I've got to work on this. And I will say I notice a difference when I've been reading more and when I'm just been rotting on the couch watching TV more. I like, stay reading though. What's my excuse? Well, but like fairy books. <laughs> Maybe well, you my- need to go back to your old days, your nonfiction days. Well, uh, yeah, I, I did used to read smart people books and I read fairy books. What did I read this month? Lessons in Chemistry, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. And I'm in the middle of Fourth Wing. Those are my three books for, we're recording this a few days before February okay. as we record. But those are my three. Do you think I'm just dumber since I moved to California? Mm, people say that too. Yeah. Well, do you think it's the, it's the sunshine? <laughs> like, I do feel People's more alert when it's bricked up outside. You don't have a choice. <laughs> you yeah. have to be alert. Like, I, I when I'm cold and a little hungry, I'm sharp. You always say that when you're hungry, you're sharp. I am not. And I'm not saying you should starve yourself, but there's been a couple times. There's, I, well, I realized that doing stand-up and then doing our shows. And then I, I think I was even talking to, like, Ted Jones about it, a friend of ours. And you have some clarity when you're not full and digesting food. Everyone knows what it's like to be full and be sluggish. But we used to eat right before we went on stage a lot. And I don't do that at all anymore. I have like a late lunch, like afternoon, three or four. And then we do our show. And then I just go ham afterwards on like hummus and vegetables and and pizza. But yeah. And then there was this one time I like was doing a stand-up show and I walked in. I was like, I'm starving. I need like a bite of food. I'm about to just pass out. And I had to go up on stage and I crushed it. And I was like, I don't remember that, but I know it was amazing. I like blacked out up there. You have said this for years. I do not relate to this. When I am hungry, I'm like, do I have thoughts in my brain? I'm not even thinking about how hungry yeah. I am. I'm just like, nothing is coming to mind. Also can't go too far in the other direction. If I am full, that, Forget is, it. that will be living on my brain. That's well, it. There's, there's a line. You know, if you're really hungry, then you're getting into hangry territory. Yeah. That's the only thing you can think about. Like, yeah, for sure. We, you, we've all been around me when I'm like, if I don't eat, every, everything's canceled till I eat. But there is a point of kind of empty body clarity <laughs> that I, I believe it. And then, I want to explain this to me because also when we're on stage, I have never had to poop on stage. <laughs> I have never had to fart on stage. I have never felt hungry on stage. But I have to pee so bad, like with a vengeance in the last 20 minutes of our show. Always. I think my brain's like, it's time. I feel like I'm going to throw yeah. up sometimes. I have to pee so bad. But it's other than that, that no you feelings. said you've never had to fart on stage. Like, I think everybody can go two hours of the day and not have to fart it out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who's to say? Something takes over. I feel like when you're performing or if you're like presenting at work or whatever, because I've done things where I've like been really sniffly or snotty or sneezy and you just don't do it. And then I was always worried I would like yawn on stage. You won't do that either. You're like, you're going on adrenaline. Your body knows. Yeah. And just a reminder, guys, next week is Valentine's and Galentine's. So treat yourself, treat your partner. We have tons of really fun stuff at our other company, Vibes Only, which is our premium sex toy brand. And we sold out of the cock ring in like a day. Yeah. So you stormed the store. You really did it. Yeah. You guys Uh, really wanted that dick. (laughs) Freaky deekies. We didn't know. 
But we have been talking about this for a long time. And this is just a good opportunity for you guys to go sign up for the email newsletter, get on the wait list, because you guys stormed the store. You got all of them. Yeah. Yeah. You really cleaned us out. Yes. But we have tons of other stuff for you guys. Yeah. The new Charlie toy that we released is a curve vibe, and that is going to simultaneously hit your G-spot and your clit. It can be used uh, partnered or solo. So it's a great toy to check out. We have our vanilla frosting blow gel to make those oral sex sessions a little tastier. Mm-hmm. The cleanup towel that says strong finish, which is like a really fun item to get. And of course, all of our other stuff. New Reina in the new color. Shop the store. Yes. Vibesonly.com. Okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. So I am going to talk about HelloFresh. I'm just going to pull up and tell you guys what I have been making. I have my chicken sausage spaghetti bolognese. I had it last night. I brought the leftovers here today to eat. You love a, a pasta leftover. It's so delicious. And so easy. And then tomorrow night, I'm going to make my street cart style turkey bowls, which is a fave of mine. 20 minute meals. So easy. And then I also did one of their lunches this week. I did sweet and spicy rainbow edamame rice bowls. And that is just going to be a quick 10 minute total, super easy, super light lunch, just easy and really healthy and good for you. So no more staring blankly into the fridge, wondering what to make for dinner. Give HelloFresh a try and dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 recipes to choose from each week. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use code GGE free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. So you guys know we love HelloFresh. I've been using it for years. I make these meals every single week. I do the dinners. I do the lunches. Again, there's these quick and easy 15 minute recipes. And then there's also, I did a soup last week that was like a dinner, but it was also just 15 minutes. It was just like tortellini, turkey sausage or chicken sausage or something, soup. It was delicious. That recipe is very hot right now. Like a Tuscan tortellini soup. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm fresh ingredients. Everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. Again, you can really make these meals as simple or as difficult as you want. You really want to test your skills. You can do something that is a little harder and they do tell you the difficulty level on every menu. And we love their marketplace. I love their chicken breasts like already cooked. I was telling you how good I know, they are. I didn't know they did that. And that's mm-hmm. amazing to know that it comes good because sometimes you get them and not from HelloFresh, but other places and you're like, ew. Yeah. So those come in some of the lunches and I can also just order them solo because they're just so good to like throw in a pasta or throw in a salad. Again, these recipes are incredible. Delivered right to your door. I get mine every single Monday and I'm ready for the week. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use code GGE free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GGE free with code GGE free. Yes. And I am very excited to talk about Buffy today. Buffy makes award-winning bedding that's soft on you and soft on the earth. I just got all this Buffy stuff recently. I redid my whole bedroom set. I'm obsessed with it. So my all the bedrooms in my house are Buffy, sheets, comforters, duvet covers, everything. I do the breeze in all of the rooms because it's California. It's a little warmer. So the Buffy breeze sheet set and the comforter, it'll just keep you cool. But they're still plenty substantial. Like I'm not cold at night. Yeah. And then I just upgraded my bedding in my bedroom, the breeze sheet set. I decided I wanted to do like a pop of color, which I've never done. Oh my God. I and know. so I ordered some different colored sheets. I have the redwood and I also have earth of the breeze sheet set. I've never felt sheets that are so soft. Like I you know. feel like a million bucks. Like sometimes I don't want to sleep naked because I'm like, what if somebody breaks in and then I get scared, but I can't not sleep naked when I'm in these. That is so funny. Like Someone breaks in and you're just out in the streets wrapped up in your Buffy sheet. I mean, if you had to run out, you would just have to grab your sheet. Take the Buffy sheet. <laughs> yeah. And the headline is like, woman on the street. So fashionable. Her, what is it? Earth colored Buffy flat sheet. 
barefoot. What if I took the escaping a burglar? <laughs> yeah. You'd be running through the streets in your sheets. Ashley in the streets, rain in the sheets. Raina in the streets in a sheet. <laughs> So uh, I love them. I love the colors. It is just a really nice way to like make your whole bed setting just pop. And it's my favorite thing to sleep in by far. Buffy offers a free seven night at home trial. So you can experience Buffy before committing to buying it. Shipping is free and customers also enjoy a 100 night free returns policy for $20 off your Buffy order. Visit Buffy.co and enter GGE. That's Buffy.co promo code GGE for $20 off. And if you're newer here, every single thing is on our website. All of our partner codes. Tessa works tirelessly every week to make sure those are all updated and all of our episodes are there as well and everything. Like today, we have a former guest on the show. And if you're like, I wonder what uh, episode she was on before, you can search it and find it. Okay. Okay. You said that you want to talk about this thing. I'm very excited. I feel highly oh. motivated. Okay. And then I have like another story to tell you, but I want to talk about like fashion trends on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just trends on TikTok. Like there's a new trend every day. Everyone's trying to come up with the latest thing that will go viral and just everyone's kind of speaking in this soundbite type manner and everybody's just doing stuff to uh, try to stay relevant and sell clothing. Yeah. Or we're just, you know, everybody's trying to make a pop and be the next big thing and create the next big viral video and trend and all that stuff. And I'm fine with, I don't care, you know, like trends or whatever, follow them or not. You know, some of this is just like fun. It's like all like lighthearted, but I was just saying to you, like you cannot possibly keep up with all these trends. There is a new trend every week. Trends have always come and gone, but especially with TikTok, like they're just coming in hotter and they're taking over and everyone's like, I got to get on that trend. It's like, you don't have to. You know, like when quiet luxury came in, people were like, oh my God, you know, like you're like, I dress like a cheap slut and I love that look, you know, or I'm just out here just half naked all the time living my truth. It's like, that's fine. You don't need to be wearing, you a know, baggy trouser and a baggy sweater yeah, and like cardigans and pearls. Like if it's not <laughs> organic to you and then like the clean girl aesthetic and a lot of these have been done before and they come from a certain type of like culture. They come from like a past trend, you know, like I remember when flare jeans came back when I was in high school, you know, like in the late nineties, my mom was like, what? Like we wore these, these are bell bottoms, Ashley. And I was like, whatever mom, you know, and uh -huh. she's like, this is our shit. And so I understand that too, you know, about every 20 years, trends come back in. So that's why we are seeing stuff from the nineties or the two thousands. But then this mob wife, came in. I am so mad about this. You're mad about it? All I'm I mad about all these things because, okay, I feel, listen, I'm not a fashion girly. I don't claim to be one. I just dress how I dress. Yeah. But in the last like six to eight months, I've like tried a lot harder to say like more on trend. And like, I'm like, what are the trends for like summer 2023 going to be? And then I watch a hundred videos and I do try to emulate some of it. I feel like this is, there's been a giant pop in this, like in the last year. Listen, some of you are like, I've been a fashionista for years and this is not a giant pop. It is for me. So yeah. that's how I'm living. Like I really subscribe to like clean girl aesthetic. I like, I live in California too. So yeah. that like beige girl, like I just, my whole wardrobe yeah, is neutrals. like beige neutrals. Yeah. Like that's what I like. We live in California, but then like fall came and they were like, red's the color. Everybody do red. And then they were like, winter oh, 2024, right. we're doing red. We're doing a different shade of red. We're doing burgundy now. I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker. Also not a hot take doing burgundy in the winter. It's just like, right. that's how we're selling stuff these days. Yeah. Mob wife, though, is the thing that I take the most offense to because I threw out all of my leopard. Oh, no. <laughs> I had leopard on leopard on leopard to the walls. 
and I took all of it to Goodwill. I got rid of Wait, all seriously? of it. I have luckily saved my 95 pairs of leather pants and all of my fur coats. I have tons of fake fur, obviously. I have tons of it, but like, I hate that it like suddenly the Sopranos, the greatest show ever written of all time, is suddenly like cool amongst people again. It was always cool. And I feel like this is just, this is how people in New Jersey dress. Right. And no shade because this is how I always dress. I have 19 pairs of leather pants upstairs. Well, and it's, I think, like Heather McMahon, that's her whole aesthetic. Right. It's like leopard. You go to her show, you see every animal print. Nothing but leopard. the animal kingdom, you know, <laughs> out there. Do you feel like people in New York and New Jersey are like, fuck you guys for <laughs> acting like this is a new thing? I've been living this life. What I don't like is when someone thinks they invented a trend that has been around. Totally. So as long as you don't try to claim it as your own, there can't be some bitch out there saying I invented the mob wife aesthetic on TikTok that's some Gen Z, you know, like no shade. But as long as you understand this existed before, you didn't invent it, I think it's fine. I also think just do you. Like, I think there's something so special about wearing whatever you want, what you feel comfortable in, not subscribing to the latest trend of the moment and just doing what makes you feel comfortable in your own skin and standing out in your own way. Like, I just think I'm telling people, like, don't think you have to buy into all of these. Like you were talking about nails. You're like, oh my God, I'm we're kind gonna, of we're talk about getting nails. stressed about the new nail trends. I'm like, don't, I don't, I've never in my life followed a nail trend. Like every once in a while, I'm like, oh, that looks cool and fun, but I'm always going to go back to my classics. Like, I don't give a fuck. If you told me my nail color was out, I'd be like, I don't care. This makes my hands look pretty. My boyfriend likes it. Everybody's on board with this. You know, like I don't care, but it's funny that like the mob wife aesthetic is like costumey. You know what I mean? And I, I love it. Like, I love it that like a group of girlies would like roll up to like a dinner or an event and just like long fur coats and leopard print and a bunch of like gaudy jewelry. Like, I love that, but it does look like Halloween. Okay. I like the mixture of the two because now I'm watching the TikToks about like, okay, we spent a whole year doing like quiet luxury <laughs> and clean girl aesthetic. That's your whole closet. So how do we make it mob wife? So now you can take those beige sets and just pop a fur coat on top. So that's how I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do like black leather pants and a tucked in leopard top and all that gold jewelry, even though I have all of those things, but I'll throw like a fur coat on top of my quiet luxury. Yeah. Like I just, I try to keep up. I don't want to look dated and chuggy and like out of style, but there's a point where you're like, this silhouette looks good on me. And this other thing doesn't look good on me. Like I don't like the way that I, my body looks or the way I feel I'm not doing it Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do me. You know, I'm not bringing back a skinny jean and like a fry boot and like a blouse and a fur vest. You know, it's not 2007, but like I brought back my Spanx leggings, you know, like because I really always loved that look. And I'm like looking up back leather like, leggings, faux leather leggings. Yeah, yeah, like that never goes out of style, but I'm just like, it was for a while. Yeah, that look was kind of out of style. Yeah, it looked a little dated. And it was like you were kind of supposed to do like baggier pants. And I'm like, I really love wearing skin tight pants. Yeah, but skin tight pleather was a little mob wife. It was out for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) That is so fair. Well, and then the whole no pants trend, which I'm just like, which I started. I would just like to say that before I saw anybody do this, the same weekend at BravoCon, I decided to put on a pair of skims, boy shorts, and wear them on stage. I started no pants in my own mind. Just so you guys know, I wore no pants before I saw photos of other people in no pants. I mean, I've always been about some no pants. Like I remember back in the day, it was like, does she wear pants? Like any opportunity to like, whether it was Halloween or whether it was just like little shorts, like I just love to have like legs out, you know? Like, so it's just funny when people are like, they invented this. It's like, I don't know. We've like, we've been doing, I mean, Beyonce, I feel like it was one of the originals. Also, I don't, yes. Like, let's talk, like, Beyonce just, I mean, I feel like I don't even know what she looks like in pants. 
Also, Ashley and I really do not subscribe to you're too old to wear X. I don't Never, believe in that. Yeah. Neither of us do. But nail trends, specifically bows, are really big right now. And like chunky nail art. Like yeah, um, I don't have the time. I just like, can't. I can't sit still. I'm, I'm not, 38. I'm not walking around with bows on my nails. I'm not doing it. If you guys are uh, doing it, great. Good for you guys. It's I'm just never gonna have a bow on my nail, bow in my hair. I'm never. I'm never gonna do it. I'm never gonna get down with like florals and like I wanted to wear a, a bow peplum. that morning. I wanted like, to wear a bow that morning on NBC. Good morning, and you and CBS. Good morning, The View. I wanted to wear a bow, and you and Allah wouldn't let me. I said, you do you. Our publicist said, don't do it. The you do you was, it was sweet, but it was, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> it was very like, I mean, I wouldn't, but <laughs> if you like it, I love it. I feel like I'm still the height of a person that can wear a bow. I still look like a child. <laughs> yeah. I think you're too tall for a bow. I just, it's, you know, I have realized over the years that what I'm preaching today is like, if you don't like this trend, it does not sit right with your soul. Don't do it. You know, there's just, I've never been really girly girl. I've never really loved florals and ruffles and frills and like big sleeves and peplum and bows and all that stuff. That's just, I'm so not about it. And that's fine if you love it again, but I've just kind of had to realize like, that's not my style. Like, I think there's something really powerful and looking at something that looks great on someone else and be like, that is not my style. And I don't need to stress about getting into this trend. I want to like articulate this because it's like to your point how this person said it. And I think they said like it's easy to be like stylish but not to have style. Like those are two different things. Like anybody with money can be stylish. Anybody mm -hmm. with money can walk into a store and be like this is what's on trend right now and buy it. But having style is like a different thing. Like mm -hmm. style is something that you like curate. Like not everybody has style. Yeah. You can be stylish and like on trend. Yeah. That's why I think I've leaned so far into these things because, like, I want to, like, figure out what my style is now that I live in California. Mm -hmm. But also, like, most people have a finite amount of money. You can't just go buy a whole right. new wardrobe every five Well, minutes. and then you're just leaning into fast fashion and you're buying a bunch of crap that's not sustainable. And, like, yeah, we don't support that, of course. But I think there is something, like, when you just, you are frantically trying to keep up with every trend, you don't have a personal style about you. And that's fine if you're trying to find that. But, like, I think consistently over the years, like what I wear, you know, I get into trends here and there, but I'm like, I still have like a baseline of like, yeah, that's Ashley's style, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like I, I always joke, like our friend Grace Atwood, like no one is more opposite of like my style. Like she's a very specific, she really loves like florals and dresses and all this stuff. And she has a very specific style. She just posted a reel today. And I was just like, she, and she would never wear what I wear. Like I can't even picture her in some of the shit I wear. She'd be like, that looks crazy. You know, like yeah. even down to kind of like the athleisure that I wear, like Grace would never. Like I can't imagine. Are two opposite people. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think it's nice to like know yourself and be like, I'm not doing that. Like, you know, if people are out there like, I got to get on this mob wife thing. If that, <laughs> if that is so far out of your realm, don't do it. There'll be another trend in a month. I am so happy that I saved all those fur coats. <laughs> I, and I'm sad that we can't wear them here. It never gets cold here. Even at night, I can't wear a fur coat. What am I going to do with that? No, I, no, you can at night. I feel like Taylor rocks a fur. And it's cold at night. Every time I go somewhere and I'm like, can I do this? This looks crazy. I'm like, Taylor would do Taylor it. Would Our do friend it. Taylor is so fashionable. She just really is. But also Taylor is like, she's where she's going to wear what she's going to wear. She was the person that made me bust back out the Spanx leggings when we went to the Beyonce movie. She said what she was wearing. I was like, oh, I'm doing that silhouette. This look is back. At least for me, it is. Like uh -huh. she is someone that I feel like is so trendy, but also just wear whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. And that's like, I love that energy. She wore no pants to New Year's. 
Right. She wore maroon tights. Yes. Colored tights are back in, which I really subscribe to. Like when I was younger, I like, when I was really young, I just was like, wanted to be so much like Blossom, remember Blossom, man by like, and then Clarissa from Clarissa Explains It All. And I, I wanted to stand out so badly. Like I wanted to wear stuff no one else wore. Like I wanted to look crazy. I wanted to wear that hat with the flower in the front. And like, I just wanted to look crazy. I had a jean bucket hat with a flower in the front. Yeah. I wore it all the time. And a daisy or a sunflower. Yes. But then I just got so in like, oh my God, I would die if I don't fit in. Totally. We talked about this with Kate Kennedy recently, you know? And so I think there's something so special about being like, I don't want to fit in. Okay. Do you know, there's a couple styles. I want you to think about it too for you that like, if they came back in, if it was like what everybody was wearing, you couldn't even like you couldn't go to a restaurant without them looking up your Instagram, making sure that your style was good. Like if these things came back on trend, what would you never do? My two are okay. peplum tops because they're disgusting. Yeah. I've never liked a peplum. Gauchos. Gauchos. Uh. Shout out to Clayton. <laughs> Clayton, did you see this, Tessa? <laughs> so Clayton, Clayton the Bachelor. Clayton the Bachelor. We listened to his whole Nick Vial. To all, all two, two hours. hours. Very invested. Just crazy shit. We can't recommend it enough. So listen to him on Nick Vial Vial's podcast. He's a pregnancy, a pregnancy suit open with somebody. She's saying that he got her pregnant and he's like, we never even had sex. You it's a wild ride. I feel like you can't summarize it. Like it's just like <laughs> you did a good job just then, but I'm just like exactly. anyone listening, it's so much deeper and more fucked up than you could even imagine. So We've just been like looking at it. <laughs> I was like looking at like looking for reasons to drive places just so that I could listen to oh, it. Wa- that was my highest step count since I've lived in LA. I, <laughs> I, wa- I walked for two hours just around my neighborhood. So the episode is mid-January. And yes, essentially this woman has accused him of getting her pregnant. It's a crazy paternity lawsuit. It's insane. So okay. we've just been like, I don't know, someone in our group chat looked him up on TikTok and he's on this dance journey. <laughs> and he's having fun with it. He's... He's having a good He's time. He's having a good time. I don't want to throw any shade, but he posts this video. And first of all, he does not have a dance face. It's just like a big Weird grin. direct. I, I want to do edit and send it to you so bad. And he was dancing. And the, the <laughs> caption was like, invite me to the cookouts. And I feel like people are like, oh, no, Clayton, you don't have the invite to the cookout. And but he's, he's wearing gauchos. Wearing these gaucho pants. And I don't understand it. I don't understand it. He's but at least like, tall enough to pull off a gaucho. Like, I need something that's going to lengthen my... My body. I mean, I wish we would have talked about gauchos with Kate Kennedy because this was like the style of the early 2000s. This was a very specific period of time. They like came in hot and like left, you know, it was so quick, but it was really such a weird style. And like I would do gauchos with like two tanks, obviously, like or maybe like a tube top. I had some long tube tops. Oh, you didn't tuck them. No, I'd wear like a I had these longer one from R&B. I had like a longer tube top that went down like below my hips. And then I put a belt over that. A hundred percent of the time. It was the belt woven. The woven. Yeah, the it was woven gold. Belt. Oh, it's gold. But it was yeah. like, sh- it was like chipping. Shine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was yes. like silver gold. gold. flakes are coming yes. off of it. Yeah. The wet seal. And it was chipping. And like, I did not want to have a waist at all. I had an untucked shirt with gauchos that I, why didn't I tuck the shirt in? Like, well, you, what you are we have, talking into gauchos? What do we have against having a waist? Uh, yeah, well, the one of the worst trends was like bubble dresses, like just bubble oh, the shirts like, and like bubble dresses, just like a big bu- bubble, bu- bubble, like a sack. Yeah, because I had like a shiny triple sack. F titties, <laughs> and I looked like I was just walking around in a tent. I looked insane. So gauchos, and then but the number one thing that I will never do that I hate, I hate it so much. I I hate it in evening wear. I hate it in shirts. I hate it in everything. One sleeve or one strap tops. I hate mm. them 
so much. You do, yeah. I don't, I don't. I know you don't. I, most people don't. And I could get behind. I don't like it, but I could deal with... If it's sleeveless and there's like one strap mm-hmm. on an evening gown, that's the only time I Got could it. deal with it. Okay. One sleeve? A sleeve. Let me walk around with one <laughs> sleeve. I feel like my... I'm deregulating my body temperature that's what i mean i actually feel like my body is like what are you doing we're cold on one arm and like i'm living like i'm living free on one side of my body and the other one is just a caged animal one full sleep is weird i still don't hate it what i think is the dumbest thing i've ever seen and listen live your truth you know taylor swift did this but is one pant leg that's that's not real people don't do that taylor swift that she can't dress (laughs) (laughs) she's doing her thing That you are a crushed velvet, velvet green, green dress, dress with, with knee high baggy snakeskin boots. She could get a boyfriend and I can't <laughs> in that outfit. <laughs> but there is, is. But here's what I'm saying. She's a perfect example. Nobody that famous dresses worse, in my opinion. In everyone's in opinion. Everyone's opinion. <laughs> in all the experts' opinion. But I guess she doesn't care, and you love to see it. She could buy a sense of style, and she doesn't care. Like she also, I, she doesn't look. T- she, she looks pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it depends. She's a beautiful face, uh, big head of hair. She doesn't bother to run straight or through either, and she dresses. She could look beautiful in anything. She's just like, I'm not gonna do it. But like, I think she likes what she sees when she looks in the mirror, mm-hmm. and like that's all I'm saying. It's yeah. like I almost want to channel that dress bad if you want. Well, I mean, like the the rough part is when you know. Like this goes back to like even Helen having our friend Lillian on as a stylist. Like when you you don't like it, you know, you're trying to fit in this box or do this thing, or if you're trying to stand out and you're like, I actually don't feel comfortable and I don't like this look. Like if you like it, I love it. Like when I saw that crushed green velvet dress, like that outfit, and it was like it was this throwback look, but it just wasn't serving. You know, it really just it was, was so odd. But she obviously is <laughs> feeling herself. People relate to it, you know? I feel like people like it. I kind of like, that's what I almost like is it makes her more relatable. Everything about her is super relatable. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan. I talk shit on her every week. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, so that's for me. Gauchos, if they came back, peplum tops. And I just, I don't think they serve my body. I'm short. Like I, at least I have what I would call extreme proportions. I'm five feet tall. I have a very tiny waist and I've had enormous boobs my whole life. So like certain things just don't, they don't do anything for me. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, one not, strap. Okay, I'm what's not, your I'm, things? If they came I'm back ever. in style, you'd be like, I'm not doing it. I would never do this. Um, I mean, absolutely layering shirts. What is that word? What does that word mean? Layering layers. <laughs> Tessa goes layering. Layering. How do you say it? Layering. How do you want me to say it? Layering. 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 You knew exactly what she meant? Yeah. I thought you meant it was like the, like a fuzzy fabric or no. something. <laughs> yeah, like layering, like two tops, like two two tank tops. Yeah, like why did we do that? We just bulked ourselves up. Why did we, were we like, do that? Honestly, I'd like to just add more bulk. <laughs> add more bulk. <laughs> and let me think. I mean, I... I don't think I ever want to go back to that like early mid 2000s again, like the skinny jean and like a riding boot and then kind of like a baggier blouse. And then I would throw on like a fur vest. Like I just, I was so into it for so long and then it just felt like so dated. And I don't think I can go back to that. I don't think that's coming back. I like very like meme of 10 girls named Ashley, all spelled different ways. That's like exactly that what I'm envisioning. You know, yes. yes. Like this really basic. And you know, I love, basic's not an insult in my book, but yeah, I think I'm not doing that. 
to me, that's just like, it's a nice way to tie a style together. You look put together. Mm-hmm. It's not how I'm going to dress. Yeah. I don't hate it, but yeah. I'm probably not going to do it because it does make you look like that that photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then what I wanted to say, since we've kind of thrown back to the Kate Kennedy episode and everybody's asking about this like prom dress story and I am going to, I'll share it on this podcast. I owe it to our listenership yeah. as well. I said I was going to give Kate the exclusive and I'll, I'll do both, but I want to go home when I'm um, in Delaware next week and get like photos and I want to make sure I show them on YouTube and all that stuff. So I want to make sure I have the assets. I can't just tell the story without the visuals. So it is coming for those of you who are like, we need the prom dress story because it is juicy. I'm excited. I don't think I've seen this dress. Do I see the dress? Sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to round out this style conversation, I just wanted to give two recs. Our friend Lillian Charles on Instagram is fantastic and I love her videos. And I really love this girl, Liz, the New York stylist. She's done a closet clean out for me, but she does these like, if you want to make this look a little more stylish, she has great tips for that. So I like both of them on Instagram a lot. Okay. Lillian is Lillian Gray Charles on Instagram and she did a great episode with us. So we love to follow her and get those tips. Great. Well, I am just going to tell you guys about AG1 and then we are going to get into it with Mystic Michaela. So AG1 is something that Rain and I really both believe in. It is a nutritional supplement. You know, we both drink it regularly and take it on the road with us. And I really love that it supports your immune system and it's just a great morning ritual or habit, if you're, especially if you're trying to kickstart your health because taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. So that's why we drink AG1. It's just going to be one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it's going to make you feel energized, focused, nourished, just ready to take on the day. And you're just doing something good for your body, as Raina would say. So each serving of AG1 delivers your daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. So again, this is just something that you can do that's going to be super easy. You can do your AG1 first thing in the morning if that works for you, which is recommended for optimal nutrient absorption. So you can just, if you have the shaker or just whatever you want to do, you can just fill it with that extra cold water. One scoop of AG1, shake it up. Up and you're ready to go, or you can stir it around in a cup, whatever. You don't need the shaker, but we we love the shaker. And it's just really easy if you're short on time. And the travel packs are great too. Those are what we bring with us on the road. And it really has just been an essential part of our routine at this point in your life. Everybody around me is sick. And guess what? I've been drinking it every single that day. That is so true. You were like the last one standing. <laughs> Recently, I know. You really are. So that's really what we love it for. And healthy aging shouldn't feel complicated. So a lot of times people might be like, well, I have to take all these multiple supplements and mixing and matching pills and powders and all that stuff, which can be exhausting. So really, this is just your one daily scoop. It's going to cover your nutrient gap and support your mental and physical health without a lot of hassle. And just, you know, 60 seconds every morning, just something quick and easy. Doesn't need to be intimidating. If there's one product we recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why we have partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of Vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash GGE. That's drinkag1.com slash GGE. Check it out. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. We are so, so excited to welcome back this guest today. She is a fourth generation psychic medium who specializes in reading auras, which we're going to get all into today. She is the host of the popular podcast, Know Your Aura. She is a thriving practice of personal clients and hosts workshops and events as well. She is the author of multiple books, including her latest, What's My Aura? Learn Your Color, What It Means, and How You Can Embrace Your Unique Energy Signature, which we're going to do today. Please welcome back to the show, Mystic Michaela. 
Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I feel like I'm coming home. That's what it feels like. I feel like I know you guys. So this is great. I feel like Love this is just here. like unbalanced because you can see our auras and we don't, we can't see yours. <laughs> it's just like, it feels like we're naked in front of you and you, we don't know anything. Nah. <laughs> you know what it is? Like, it's just a vibe. Like if you can feel people's vibes, it's the same thing as aura. I just happen to see it too in color, mm -hmm. but it's really just about feeling people's vibes. Yeah. So tell us about that. And just like a, you know, brief kind of about how you see aura colors. And we talked about it before. What was the episode in 20? So it was in August of 2020. So 2020, 2020. Okay. So yeah. So I was listening to it on the drive over here today and just to remember what we said, because we want you to reread our auras and see what's changed. Right. So I wanted to uh, brush up on what you had said before, but yeah, for people who don't know you, see people's aura colors. You talk yeah. to dead people, you know, the whole thing. Let's just talk about what you do. <laughs> yeah. I've always seen colors around people. I had no idea what it was for. Honestly, mm -hmm. I would always just see it and I wanted to go live a normal life. So I actually was a teacher for a long time. And, and when I was a teacher, I put two and two together. I'm like, Hey, wait, these kids colors around them help me differentiate instruction and help me understand how to teach them better and connect or, or whatnot. And and it just escalated to here I am now because all an aura is, is your energy signature. So we all have a unique signature of energy that's yours. It's, you could call it your vibe. I happen to see it in colors, but every color has a specific vibration, like a feeling. And I've just noticed in general in life, when you understand your own vibe, your own aura, you can make choices that are more authentically yours. So you can't really live life like somebody else. A lot of us are told to live life in totally different ways by our parents, by society, by what we see in the media. It's like, do this, don't be you, be this person instead. And that is the biggest ticket to feeling disconnected from yourself and, and making choices that don't serve you or doing things. And it takes a long time or doors keep getting shut in your face. And honestly, a lot of it can be solved by understanding, going back to who am I? And how can I be more authentic to myself? And, and the way that I like to teach that is through your aura. So knowing your aura can help you in every facet of life from like how you're motivated to who you date, how you communicate, your sex life, choices you make, careers. And there's like five main aura colors with a bunch of other ones too. And usually people have two aura combinations. So usually you have one energy and then another one, and they play with each other in different ways, depending on how you are. And just understanding your vibe and understanding other people's vibes, it just makes life a lot easier because then you start making choices for yourself, not what you think other people are expecting from you. So that is my passion in life, trying to teach people to read their own vibe, read other people's vibes, and maybe take a step back and, and say, hey, wait a second, let me make a choice that resonates with me. And what is that choice? Which is harder than it sounds. Yeah, I have to tell you, honestly, this episode we did with you was so impactful to me. And I think about you all the time. And <laughs> you talked about like, it'll help you understand other people. Like sometimes I'm just like with somebody and I'm listening to them and I'm like, well, they're a red aura. Like I just, that's how you have to approach them. This is what red auras respond to better versus like a green, maybe a little more like woo, -woo crazy, creative kind of aura. Red aura is a little more in control, but you'll talk about all of them. But I think about you all the time. <laughs> I have for yeah. years because the episode so was so impactful. 
I know. Well, I, I was like sending you stuff. I was like, this was early in the days. So I was like, I th- I'm thinking of like buying this house. Like, what's your vibe on it? You know, like, I think I sent you a picture of Azul when I was thinking of adopting him. And like, I was just like, <laughs> I wasn't trying to like abuse our relationship, but I was like, can you just like oh. psychic this up for me? <laughs> I liked it a couple of times, but you've been such an asset in our life. And we're so happy oh, to have you in so our life. Me. I love reading pictures. I love seeing color. It's like what I do. So Mm-hmm. It, I'm an aura nerd. So if I get to like talk about it, I'm very excited. And mm-hmm. sometimes I go off and I'm like, I hope this makes sense to people. But so many people who, you know, kind of read up on the aura colors, how I teach them and whatnot, they say, hey, I used to think my yellow aura mom was always getting on my case or she was critiquing me or she was constantly telling me what to do. And now I understand that because she's yellow, she shows love through giving me suggestions or trying to structure my life out or trying to plan things for me. That's not her being controlling. That's her just trying to show her love to me because she's yellow, you know? So understanding people can help you have more compassion for them and then can allow you to be like, okay, I hear you. Now here's how I work, you know, and, and just kind of relay the relationships better. You can just navigate them without taking something personal or being you know, overly reactive to something that's perhaps not intentional on their part. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 helped me to interact with the world a little better. Yeah. Like the same, I mean, with like, you know, astrology or love languages or whatever it is, just understanding that we're all built differently. We have our own human experience just helps us like deepen our connections and move through the world less pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It helps to like, just take it more inward and be like, Hey, how does this affect me and why? And it can be a conversation with yourself instead of projecting outward. But my thing is with the colors, yes, I do see them. And I've always seen them. I see them like I see your hair color or what you're wearing. It's like not a big deal to me to see them, but you don't have to see them to read them because every single color has a very specific vibe. And once you get in touch with your own instinct, which we all have, our own intuition, which we all have, and you start picking up people's vibes and then you associate a color with it, it can help you read it. And then and then what happens is your third eye wakes up and then you can start seeing them anyways. But the learning helps you identify them in other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you wrote this book since the last time you were on the show. And if people are curious what their aura colors are, it's about 20 pages, the quiz. And mm-hmm. you ask all of these really granular questions about how do you mm-hmm. feel in certain situations, socially, romantically, professionally. And then you can tally up the answers and kind of self-diagnose. And yes. the book breaks it out into all kinds of things, career, personality, creativity, style, things like that. Yeah. The book is incredible, Michaela. And it's so fun and easy. And I really think everyone should get it and also gift it. It makes an incredible gift. I love the way you structured it. And Mm -hmm. I think it's very like, of course, I'm sure people are going to just, which I was doing last night. And I'm not going to tell you, like, we're going to have you read our auras and stuff. But I feel like someone is going to do the quiz and then just read the book and find their aura and just read about themselves the whole book, which you can do. But it's really, it comes down to like, how you can find your own like personal style, which is something we talked about right before we jumped on with you in our intro for this week. But the dating and your family and all these things just, I think are really helpful and just a really fun way. I don't think this book is going to dredge up a bunch of trauma for anyone really. Like it's, you know, I think it's just like a good read to understand yourself better without some of the heavier stuff. I make it as heavy as you want, but yeah. It helps me to decode the world around me a little bit more. Like for me to go, like I'm attracted to red aura people as friends or as romantic partners. And my mother was a red aura person. So maybe that's what attracts me to that person. So like, and I'm just making that up as an example, but like it helps me to sort of decode the world around me. 
I feel yeah, like we're breadcrumbing what all this stuff is. We'll get into thank it. Thank you. No, I appreciate that because I, I feel like your aura or just you could call it your vibe. You can call it your energy signature or whatever you want to call it. We love vibe. Yeah. I like obviously, vibe. Your obviously. vibe. Your vibe, your unique vibe is something that you should really celebrate and find out about. A lot of the world tries to repress it. And when you figure it out, it's sometimes the part of you that you've been hiding or it's the part of you that you thought was the bad parts of you or the things that you were ashamed of and kind of understanding it and celebrating it and then acting it out in different contexts. For example, like dating and, you know, your sex life and communication and your job and and relationships or your personal style. Kind of like, okay, well, you know, I'm a purple and I crave transformation and I need to feel like I'm reinventing myself often in order to feel connected to myself and and to my experiences. So I'm going to wear this funky jacket today or I'm going to try something new in the bedroom or I'm going to stop oversharing information with my friends because maybe they just use me as entertainment and maybe it's time for me to, to shut that down a little bit. So just seeing how it impacts you in different contexts and then working with it to your own advantage, I feel like is, is, is that's really what I wanted to put into the book. So I'm, I'm so glad that you saw that. And I really, it means a lot to me what you, what you say. So thank you. Of course. <laughs> we love it. Let's just run through the nine aura colors that we have more than the last episode with you. And just briefly, just give us a few adjectives and strengths, weaknesses, whatever, just to describe each one. So if people yeah. are listening, they're not going to stop and take a break and take the quiz. It might right. resonate with them for the duration of the episode. Yeah. So reds are like logical, authoritative, take charge leaders. They just have good animal instincts, you could say. Blues are naturally empathic, caregivers, they're very sensitive. Yellows are organized, curious, they love learning and, and they love self-improvement. Purples are creative, intuitive, a little rebellious, they crave change, artistic outlets. Turquoises are very compassionate, like old soul healers. Like these are your you'll find them at the thrift stores. Like these are the people who are doing Reiki and acupuncture mm-hmm. and whatnot. Indigos are, they're like blues, but they're extra absorby. So they kind of do healing work, but more one-on-one. So I'll see a lot of indigos as speech therapists, for example. So okay. they're very one-on-one with the healing. Pinks are optimistic, loving energies, childlike, a little bit naive. Pink women get picked on a lot by society. So they're very easy to find in like Pam Anderson is a Pretty pink, spears. for example. Yeah, Britney Spears is a, exactly Cardi B's pink. I mean, they they get usually picked on a lot for their just feminine nature, their sexuality or whatnot. And then oranges are competitive, power driven people who are usually find them in business and they crave all sorts of interactions in that world in order to get ahead and, and feel empowered. So those are the aura colors I cover in the book. I, I you know I talk about some other ones too, but those are the ones I really like dive into. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, like I said, usually you're a combo of two of those energies, usually. And your Instagram is great. You mentioned a bunch of celebrities. You really break down celebrities' auras and the couples' auras and things like that. So it's a fun Instagram account. I know, like lately, whenever I see like pictures, it's just like I always wonder, like, does anybody care? You know, but I, I'll see a picture and I'll see. But people's or is like Taylor and Travis. I'm like, oh well, what God. are they? I gotta know. I might have missed it if you posted. Well, about Taylor's it, but... yellow, purple, obviously and yellow. Travis, yeah, I yellow, mean that mastermind song, like all that. You know what I mean? Like she planned this out. Like this is this is yellow aura. I mean, she's direct. She knows what she wants. She's professional. You know, she's got her crap together. She's got her moves laid out. That's very yellow. And she's purple too, so it's creative. And then Travis is purple blue. 
He just feels like very sensitive. I feel like he mm-hmm. went through a hot mess purple period before he met her. And he's yeah. like, for that meaning, he just threw it all. Like, all right, I'm going to live out my purple boy days. You know, I'm a football star. Here's ladies, you know, doing all that. And I think now the blue's taking over. And it's like, all right, I want connection. I want something more stable. I want a relationship like that. So, and what's funny is a lot of yellow aura women get shamed for being like organized or neurotic, direct. uptight. Yeah. Or future thinking, mm-hmm. like, especially in relationships, like I see a lot of yellow or women being like, oh, like they're sitting at the first date. They're like, this could work. Mm-hmm. You know, how much money does he make? How many kids are we going to have? Like, that's just how yellow auras are. And that can scare people off or they can get a bad name for it. But that's just how they are. But his mom's yellow. Travis's mom's yellow and his sister-in-law's Donna, yellow. So I feel like that. he's not scared of yellow is my point. So I feel like they work, you know. Yeah. You, just so people know how legit you are reading photos, we are going to do this with you later. But the last time you were on the show, Ashley and I gave you in the moment two photos of somebody we'd been romantically involved with. And you described them with no background information to a T. I was crying. Uh, I was, moved to tears. It was, yeah, it was unreal. It was like really emotional. We'll do it again today. Okay. It probably won't be as emotional. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> can we read ours? All right. So I've been read you guys officially since in like four years obviously and things have okay so i'm gonna start with you right now all right so you're purple blue but there's an additional color and we have to talk about this okay so you did purple before and i related to it Mm -hmm. i feel very much like i'm creative i always want to change things i will throw on a weird jacket i'm like what am i doing should i do this (laughs) so i really related to that but you said it's changed a little it's changed a little. And I feel like back then, I mean, okay, how do I put this? There was like a merging of the energies. And so the blue was a little darker than maybe it should have been. And so with you, for me, that can indicate just going through emotions or like, I'm not quite sure or the ups and downs and, and feeling almost, and if I'm using the wrong words, just move me around, but like ashamed of sometimes feeling as strongly as you do or wanting to compartmentalize it or wanting to, to put in a box or fix it or something like that. When I see you now, your colors are very balanced. So it's like a more muted color, but they feel calmer. So to me, that just means a lot of self-control, a lot of growth, a lot of awareness, and a lot of your ability to kind of take what you have and say, all right, I'm going to work with this. I'm going to transform with this. I'm going to do something with this that's good for me and good for other people. But you have a little bit of yellow in you. And it's really Mm -hmm. sparkly and it's not a ton, but it feels like it's your little assistant energy. So I get with you that you have your creative, you have your empathic vibes, and then you have a little assistant aura that comes through and puts it to good use and scaffolds it. And overall, I just feel like you found a piece of yourself that feels to me extremely good with you, if that makes sense. Like, I love me. I'm good with myself. I feel very good. Like that kind of just stability, that anchor. And it just, it feels, love. it feels very calm. But I feel like you, how do I, like, while you're sharing and you're here and you're very in touch with everything, I get that there's a bit of a curtain where there wasn't one that serves you. Meaning I'm going to take a step back or I'm not going to take that the way that maybe you used to or, or whatnot. So I feel like more control in your own feeling of awareness and not taking from other people or absorbing their interpretations of you. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, I 
I love everything you said. I think that I really relate to it. I've always thought I had a little yellow in me. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that sends the calendar invites when Tessa's not at work. But I'm the planner, which is like mm-hmm. kind of crazy, but I can't but send you, a calendar invites. Trust you me like out. to be in charge more than I don't do. give me an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, you're right. I just like to be in charge. Ashley, <laughs> like I've always said, like Ashley is more of the like big ideas person. And I'm more of the like, I get excited about the execution of the ideas. Not that Ashley doesn't execute ideas, but I, I I'd get, rather have someone else. Execute. Yeah, I get more excited about like the execution of the granular details and I'm good at it. And I do think that I started thinking about this a lot during COVID because I was rethinking for my relationship with drinking and I was like I drink a little too much I share too much I'm a little too open and I have I think just been a little more calculated with what I share some of the time with certain people and I think that's a good thing for me because I never thought I was an obnoxious overshare but I did think I sort of was in a realm of where I'd just be a little a little too giving of things and then I would sort of have like regret and like why I say it like that Why did I speak about myself like that, that I didn't love? So I have tried to be a little more controlled. Well, so what we we talked about last time with you in 2020, with Raina specifically, and with really, I feel like is a prevalent theme with purple is some of the self-destructive behavior. And that doesn't have to mean, you know, ruining your life. You know, it can be is it's just kind of sometimes engaging in behaviors that, you know, aren't good for you and, you know, aren't serving you. And sometimes it can be because you're searching for something or you're just too spontaneous and it all kind of tracks back to the good things about a purple. But there is that layer of like the self-destruction. And I feel like when I think of Raina and she's talked about this really openly on the podcast of like when it comes to dating, kind of engaging in activities like, you know, you said you want to give up giving time and energy to men who aren't your man because you want to find your man, you know, like that kind of thing. And I feel like you have made this conscious decision to stop doing that. And I feel like that was the main purple behavior. We talked about drinking a little bit too in 2020, but like as of late, it's kind of been these dating patterns and you've really been like, I just want to stop engaging in these and almost that turns on the yellow a little bit more because I feel like the yellow, they're the more of like, here's what I want and I'm going to go after it and I'm going to come up with a plan to get it and stop doing the self-destructive behavior. So I feel like even in dating, I feel like that part of the purple is being pushed away and like that the yellow is like coming in. Like actually- That's that's really good. Yeah. I mean, and I see that a lot with purples. Like purple people naturally attract a lot of attention. But when you're not in a good space, you're like, oh, attention, I should pay attention to all my attention. You know, even if Mm -hmm. the stuff I don't want and that becomes more of like um, an issue of, well, what if I don't get more attention? I should pay attention to the attention that's coming. It's just like opportunities or anything like if we're, you know, with your career, I feel like you're not like that. But maybe in Mm -hmm. love, that's something that you had to travel through where it's like, I don't need to pay attention to somebody who's not good for me because that'll leave room for the right person to come in. But purples do tend to they're just fun. And people tend to gravitate towards them and they have the great stories and they have the fun things to say. And they're the first ones to do the thing that everyone's too scared to do. And, and that's a, an awesome part about being around a purple or a person. Like they'll just go do it. They don't care. But I think what I hear you're saying is you were fine, but maybe for your own self, you were like, mm, I don't like that. You know, not and so every you part can, of that leads people to take you so seriously. So the, the parts of that that lead people to feel like they know every single thing about you and they don't take you as seriously, I've tried to just very marginally kind of let stuff like that mm-hmm. go a little bit. I think that's awesome. Well, you can tell because honestly, you've got a yellow sparkle. And to me, you just feel like you're more Reina than you ever were. So you've just the spiritual growth feels strong. Thanks. Not that you weren't before at all. We live in you California know, now. It's all about growth. <laughs> 
we all grow, by the way. Like I tell this to people all the time, like, please change your mind. Please change who you are. We, it should be an evolution. If, if we're staying the same, that's sad. We should all look back, I think, a couple of years ago and say, ooh, oh, I'm glad I changed that because that means that we grew. And But I think the 3D world, I call it, will make you feel ashamed of things that you've grown or changed. And, and admitting it and saying it is is just truly the best role model to have, I think, because that's what we need to hear because we all need to be doing it. I know mm-hmm. I do. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. I feel on board with the things you said and very flattered and you know, we're all transforming and growing. So I'm, I'm trying to do that too. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. And action. then, okay, Ashley. All right. So when I look at your, or, all right. So you kind of gained a little bit of, you both moved and gained a color. This kind of crazy. All right. So I get with you, I see red, but it, again, it's like more muted. I see blue. It's darker than it was, which is interesting but not in a bad way. It feels just more introspective, analytical. Not that you never, I feel like you just allowed yourself to take a step back. So red aura people love to, I got it. I'm going to do it. Let's just do this. I got like that. Mm. And I feel like in your life, what you've done is like, let me just wait a second. Let's see if somebody, let's see if the universe fill in the blank of whoever that is, has something to lend to this. I feel like putting control in places where it's beneficial to you is great for a red aura because that's a big thing for reds. It's like, how do I make my mark? How do I make something my own? How do I create an environment that empowers me and the people around me, but taking control away from things that you don't have to be in control of. And I feel Mm -hmm. like you've been able to do that. And it it feels like like just a lightness off of you. Like just this... like almost like a relaxing mm-hmm. and a feeling of peace and a feeling that it'll just come and flow and it'll come and go and I can let things go and I can let them come. And so I get that the control over your energy itself and allowing little doorways to open and, and come in and bring you things to me feels freeing. And I feel like that's something that you've gone through, but you have, it's funny because you're wearing a little bit of rain in this purple. I don't, you know, that's just, but I feel like that's just because you guys work so close together. <laughs> yeah. So overall, when I look at you, Ashley, you to me feel like you have just energetically been more trusting that what will come to you is meant for you. And you don't have to hang on to everything. And sometimes when things leave, you're okay with it. And surprises are a good thing, which I think is very hard for red auras to know that surprises mm-hmm. can be a good thing. But for you, I feel like you've learned surprises can be a good thing. But your blue is interesting because it's so layered and so introspective. I mean, you're a very like emotional person and sensitive person and somebody who can really see other people, but I feel like it's even deepened and widened and it just feels mushy. It feels like a good thing. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm in a relationship, which, and I feel like that brings out like the loving, you know, mushy, emotional side of you. So I think that's like the blue but I, when I read about blue, I just, it doesn't like resonate, but I think it's cause it's like some of the statements are like, I feel walked on and taken advantage sometimes. <laughs> it's like, I can't relate to that at all. That's like, could have you were opposite, but I guess there's a the part of it. That's like the introspective, just the more sensitive emotional side, which I do relate to some of that. Because honestly. you're red blue, you work differently. My husband's red blue. So like, it's more the red leads it. And I feel like your blue comes out with like, injustice problems so the second you see somebody stepped on you're like wait a second like so you Mm. aren't gonna cry about it you're like let's activate forces let's words let's go let me do something actions you jump right into leadership yeah if that makes sense yeah okay 
Because I feel like it, if things affect you so much, you can't just watch it and not do something. So that red blues work a little different than like purple blues or any oh, other yeah. combination. I, you know, I would love to do another book with combinations because with you, it's it's kind of like injustice is the trigger. Cultural and- injustices. I mean, she will be up all night just sending me text messages about like how she wants to fix it. This is not fair. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's like we uh, we come into an election year. I just have to like, I mean, I I can't give it all my energy. I'll just never sleep. You know, like I just I'm on a loop sometimes of yeah all the injustices. But it is interesting how those two play for you because you are like such a red to me, but you have softened. I think since we moved here, you can deal with a surprise. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you are just like a little mushier, and like yeah, you have a hard time seeing like the underdog have a bad time. You really want to like stand up for people that are struggling. You really like volunteer work where you like put money and action behind causes. That's like very much you. Oh, well, thanks. I yeah, mean, red blues I, are like standups. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, though, I really resonated with the orange. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because like like, like to yeah. a T. And I'm like, I, I was wondering if you see more of the top five more often. And like, I just there was a lot about it that it was like the red, but not, you know, as like a, a, aggressive. And there was a lot of the things that resonated with me a lot. It was like the people in your life, you know, you want to work with your friends and you want to like build out your network and the people are the most important part and you love change. And, and when it like works in your favor and you care what people think of you to an extent, like, you know, I don't know, a lot of the things just I hadn't read anything about it. And I was like, I'm about this orange, you know? I love that. I'm glad you said that. When I see orange on somebody, it's kind of like a little energy boost or like a CO2 cartridge. Remember we used to make those in technology class. I don't know. Like you put this in a, like it's, it's hard to carry all the time, the orange, but I will see it in people who are in fields where they have to, you know, your business women, you, you have to, con- you're constantly mm-hmm. having ideas, your connections have to be authentic to you. You can't live two separate lives, like your business life and your and your personal and professional life. It's easier if they're merged in a lot of ways. It's just more authentic that way. If, if you love somebody, they're coming with you. You know, that's like a lot of orange stuff. So I'll see orange kind of bursting through people. With me, it's hard for someone to carry it all the time because it's a lot of energy. But you, you could definitely probably have orange faces. And what's funny is I'll usually see it on red people. So I'll see it on red people when they kind of level up to orange. But then you'll have like, oh, okay, you take a break and then you can like something mm-hmm. can happen. So it's very possible. And that's why I wanted to write the book because nobody knows you better than you know you. So putting it all down and having you do the self-analysis, that's really my goal with all this. I love going to psychics and astrologists and and horror readers myself. But at the end of the day, like you need to read yourself. So I love that you connected to that because that's something that does feel like you, especially when you put on your business hat and you've done all the cool things that you that you've done. It was just like a lot about the people around you and your friends. It was like you want to treat your friends and do these big things, you know, when you do like (laughs) boat birthday and like you do the vacations. And it just felt a lot of like when you succeed at life, the people around you succeed, too. And I think we both have that part and just like the energy. But I like what you said. It's like you can't have it all the time. You would just like burn out. So (laughs) I I bet they burn out, you know. So you're yeah. right. It's like a flame. It almost burns out. It's like you have that like supercharger cartridge on you. Yeah. So. I'll see it on like Jeff Bezos sometimes. Like every <laughs> once in a while, I'll see a picture. I'll be like, oh, you know, sometimes like you'll see it on people and it's like a flash through them. And it's it's really cool because, you know, they're in a creative mode or mm-hmm. or they're really plotting ahead. OK, I like that these things can kind of change. I like that you can read these things and also see like 
other callers and say to yourself, like, I'd like to emulate these things a little bit more. Maybe I don't like these things about myself necessarily. I'd like to emulate a more, a little more yellow. And I think that was kind of what I was trying to articulate earlier. I think in terms of like telling everybody everything all the time, I've just, I've noticed I've like controlled information a little bit differently in my life more recently. Like even people have said like, you didn't tell me about this thing. And I've, I've thought to myself like, well, this thing happened four days ago and I've purposely wanted to sort of digest the information a little more before I just go like blurting out exactly how I feel about something. Well, like making someone work to know you a little bit better. You know, you used to say you'd like maybe be out with somebody and be like, I just like went too hard into sharing about myself where it's like you have wanted to be somebody that if you're dating somebody or you have a partner, they peel back the layers a little bit more, you know? Yeah. And I think that like when people love you and you tell them something, they take it seriously. So I want to be conscious of like when I'm sharing something, they're going to have an honest conversation with me about what I'm feeling. And I'll give like an exact example. I reconnected with an ex very briefly for a few days. And my other best friend had said to me like two days or should you even like really tell me about it? And I was like, I don't know that I feel great about what happened. And I don't know that I wanted to be like, this is how I was feeling in the moment because that triggers you having this very long conversation with me. And I don't know how I feel about it yet. So if that makes sense, I just wanted to like digest how I was feeling about something before enlisting other people to give me advice, sympathy, encouragement, whatever it would be. That's amazing because I feel like for a lot of purples, a lot of how they connect when they're in a different stage of life and it's something maybe you you find your comfort zone and you moderate it a little bit, you modulate it moving forward is let me flay myself open and give you every vulnerability so that you feel comfortable in who you are immediately. So I'll tell you all this stuff. Now you feel okay, right? Like you feel comfortable with me. Like we're mm-hmm. good. Like a lot of it is very empath stuff where you can feel other people's feelings and you want to make sure that they feel important or good or not nervous or not insecure or whatever. So you're like, here's all this. So you kind of taking a step back and being like, actually, I don't know what I think about it yet. So I'm going to sit. That's more blue. Because I always say like blues have to sit with something for like several days, even a decision. Like sometimes you have to sit several days with something to know what you want or how you think about it or how you process it or how it connects to you. So that's you're kind of just describing the the purple blue struggle, but also your sparkle yellow coming in and being like, let's organize this. Let's, let's draw a line around it. Let's zip that up and make bullet points later. So. so we talked a lot about sex on the last one and like how different aura colors are in the bedroom. But I kind of just wanted to maybe talk a little bit about, more about like dating and, you know, like manifesting everyone's, you know, we've talked about like if you're trying to f- just date more this year or find a partner, like I'd love to just talk some more about these aura colors and their strengths and weaknesses when it comes to dating or, and you know, any right. tips or like, you know, cautionary tales or strengths to lean into if you're a certain aura color. Yeah. Well, all these can like apply. I'll generalize it based on your aura mm-hmm. color, you know, but if anything, if any of this resonates, that's awesome. Let's put it that way. So again, just like anything else with your aura, you got to do what's authentic to you. And I think manifesting in general is interesting. Uh, we talk about it a lot everywhere. And in your dating life, it's a place where you can play it out. So I always tell people, what what do you want out of life in general? Like, what do you want to feel, I think is the big thing. So Like with blues and indigos, I'll just lump them together. Usually instead of wanting something like a house or the job or the whatever, like what do you want to feel? A lot of times blues and indigos want to feel appreciated or helpful or needed or like they're in a pay it forward relationship, not just used or whatever. So I feel like in dating, 
yeah, the way that you can kind of use dating as a context is make sure you're not being mommy to somebody on the first date, you know, like, mm-hmm. like really pay attention to how they're talking. Are they extra needy? Also, like, don't push the, the conversation away from you. I think blues and indigos have a hard time answering questions about themselves or making it about them. Instead, they're really good at interviewing somebody. And that can really bring in kind of a mommy, I need a mommy energy or or somebody who is more needy. So using dating to to say, okay, I'm going to answer questions about myself. I'm not going to steer the conversation away from me. You know, attention's okay. I can handle it. So that's that's my blue indigo idea. Love that. Okay. All right. Yeah. With reds, we talked about this a little bit. It's control is a big thing for reds. Mm -hmm. They want to feel in control in certain areas of their life. But it's, I think with manifesting and and your dating and and just creating places in your dating life in order to kind of practice this, it's where can I place control and when can I take it away? So Mm -hmm. for let somebody else pick a date, who cares if it's a bad restaurant, you can say, you know what, because I noticed like, are you like this, Ashley? Do you need because every red or I know has to pick the restaurant? Is that so are you okay with not picking it? So this is, so I want to do what I want to do. And, but, but here, 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 let me finish. Like when it comes to the vacations, the girls' nights, but also I'm fine when other friends, like our friends, make good plans. And I haven't planned a dinner reservation in a while. All last weekend, we hung out with our friends. I didn't plan one place. So it's not that. It's not that I always have to be, but she's I, a friend that I'm afraid to suggest something no, to. She's not going to make everybody miserable. I, I like when people but plan she, and I don't have to lift a finger and it's what I want to do. But she I, does want to do what she wants to do. But my relationship, I like to let my boyfriend lead a lot. You know, I love to let him plan. I don't know. I kind of wanted to like deep dive on this, maybe like in a full episode on this, but you have to show someone that they're contributing to your life and you're not just controlling everything all the time. Like I remember I told a girlfriend so many years ago where she was moving and her now husband had like offered to help. And she was like, I don't need help. Like I have movers. And I was like, let him help. He wants to help you, you know, like let him feel needed and wanted. And like, he has a place in your life, you know? So my boyfriend plans all the time. He, he, he play, planned a restaurant in LA. He just found a place. He wanted to come here. I live here. You know, neither of us loved it that much, but it was just like a thing he wanted to do. Like, I'm not ever going to be like, I don't want to do that. I, I mean, if I really don't want to do something, I'll speak up. But I have found, you know, that it really works in a relationship to both parties feel like they are not being controlled by the other, what the other one wants to do all the time. So I feel like you like to do what you want to do. And I think there are, it's very partner specific. Like, I think you've made a decision. Like I want my partner to feel respected. I want to, I want him to feel like he has good ideas. And like, I like to do those things, but he also like comes to the plate. He's like, yeah, I've researched things. I have good style and good taste. And you're like, I trust you to make good decisions. Whereas like yeah. other partners that you and I have had in the past, like I can let other people plan, but I know that you're not going to plan something good. I know you're not going to research it. And I don't trust that you're going to make a good decision that I'm going to enjoy. And like, I will like steamroll a person like that. And I think that you could get really irritated with a person like that too. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, we also like the same things and we, I feel like, I think that's really important. We like the same types of like restaurants, vibes, activities, like that really, I think is important in a partnership. It works really well for us, but a, I really respect him. I love his ideas. I love the stuff he plans. It's not like I have to make him feel good. It's not that, but I really, 
also see the value in that when you see people kind of doing it wrong, you know, when you see someone just steamrolling the other person all the time and not making them think their ideas are valid or their plans are cool or, you know, it's like that's not going to make someone feel good about themselves and the role they have in the relationship, you know, so I just think it's really important. I really do feel like that's the thing that Reds need to watch out for. You know, it's just making someone just feel like invalidated or just completely unneeded or unwanted. It's like, what's why am I even in this relationship? Yeah. And if I find somebody who's a little bit like, I don't trust you to sort of clean up your side of the street, I will become like hyper red almost. Like Mm -hmm. I'll be like, I'm making the decision. I'm going to ask you every granular thing about like, did you pack correctly? Did you get to the airport on time? Like, I guess yellowy. But I know that those kind of people don't serve me. And so I wouldn't make a decision to date somebody like that. Yeah. Like you want to be with somebody you trust that they got their shit together. Like, I think that like you trust that your partner like can get to an airport, book a hotel, plan a trip, research restaurants, make a reservation. He's not an idiot. But like a lot of men can't do those things. And when they start not doing those things, that breeds mistrust. Like you guys are a good sort of like figure eight. You well, know? I, I want to tell you like one example, Michaela. Like he played in this restaurant and it was in Bo- he lives in Boston. So he we go there and he, I guess he'd been there years prior and he had like a good experience. And so he wanted to take me. It was a Mexican place. He knows I love Mexican food. So we it was like our date night of the weekend. I dressed up. I had like a Burberry top on and like a skirt. Like And he loves to dress nice too. So we were like date night ready. We went to the place upon walking in i was like oh no i hate it and i was like don't actually don't do it and i was like keep playing this and like i'm thinking to myself like i just shouldn't be here i feel like there these there's like a table of like 18 year olds you know like it felt it's a bottomless brunch it, kind of place it just was not the vibe it was just oh my god it wasn't the vibe for our sexy date night you know and so I we sit down at like you know this shitty table they brought my margarita I was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna order a drink I'm gonna just shut the fuck up he planned this they brought me the straw was like a pink curly straw I'm like no I can't be like are we at I have to leave so he was like this is a little different than last time I was here he's like looking around I'm like okay maybe he hates it too so I went into the bathroom and I like looked at my outfit in the mirror I'm like I'm not eating here like, I was like, this is not the where this is not it. Like, this is our special date night. We're long distance. We don't get a lot of these. And I go back out and he was like, you hate it here. And I was like, you do too. And he was like, absolutely. And he's <laughs> on the horn making another reservation. We ended up going to another place down the street. And in that moment, I was like this, I mean, I already knew like, this is my man, but I was like, God, I love that we both felt that way because I would have felt so like snobby or bitchy you know being like i hate this vibe and he's like what i plan this day for you what you're such you can't like just enjoy this restaurant and you know there was something about it. i was like god we really do get each that's other that's what i'm saying like you guys are a good like circle eight like when i start getting like that i don't really like the energy of somebody saying to me why don't you just relax yes what's yeah. the big deal i find yeah. it really instigative so yeah. i don't need to be on the same page with you every second all the time but i'd like you to at least validate how i'm feeling and i really hate when somebody starts like poking at you like that and you're like oh we are really not on the-. like when I start to talk shit I want you to talk shit with me right. <laughs> like, don't tell me it's just not me. a big deal yeah it was a major moment in the relationship because I feel like I've been in relationships before where someone would have been like you're you're being high maintenance yeah, yeah just enjoy the meal and I'm like I it, it, that's not it did you see the straw that's so funny that's like such because my husband's red and you that story reminded me of our first date because we went somewhere and he was like and it was our first date, so we don't really know each other yet. And he got a little red about the place. He's like, and and he was right, but I'm very whatever. I don't care. You know, uh-huh. like, that's just me. But because he was like, I, I can't, I was like, let's go. And I feel like because 
we went to the wrong place first. I think that's why we worked out, honestly, because it, so that's such a funny thing because yeah, like just having a red husband, I have a red teenage daughter too. Like don't tell, don't, they're right. They're correct. You know, like you're I always know. right. <laughs> I think sometimes you're like, not you specifically, I am like a little yes. too whatever to your own detriment. And it's nice to have a partner. Like yes. <laughs> I probably would have just stayed at that restaurant. I would have been like, I don't love this but I'm in town with my long distance boyfriend. Like I probably would have stayed, but that's mm -hmm. to my own detriment. And I, it's helpful for me to have another person with me. That's like, this table isn't good or this restaurant isn't good. And then I go have a better experience. You would, stayed. You would not have stayed. I don't know how bad that place you was. You both have totally been bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like sometimes, okay, I'll give like, Ashley is, I always, she's never, I've never seen her be rude to white staff. So don't take it like that. But like, Ashley's always the person that's like, this table's not going to do. Like she'll stay in between us. Then she'll go get us another table. Yeah, I, don't I, say, I, I don't say that to the she's server. She's not a bitch to the server. I'm just like, let me go handle this. Yes. And it's never rude, but like, I will just take the table, not the worst table, but we had brunch at this place on Sunday and I got there first and we had a bad table and I just didn't ask. Well, I got made fun of for wanting to move. And then I just think that if you got that, if you beat me, wouldn't have stayed at the table. Yeah, I was late. I was like, I don't have a say in this. We're not, you know, uprooting everybody. So I can, I can chill. I can deal with it. But to me, there's like this part of me and this, like, you know, I've worked on this. This was a big flaw of mine when it, there's something that I feel like there's a little bit too much pressure on it. Like I need it to be perfect and it's harder for me to roll with the punches. So just honestly, if I lived in the same city as him and we went to that restaurant and we were going out to yeah. dinner every other night, I probably wouldn't have had so much pressure on it. But I was like, this is like our special date night of the weekend. You know, like we dressed up, we got to get out of here. And it worked out. So, but I love that he supported who you are, you know, yeah. because right there, and I see a lot of red aura women not get supported for who they are because yes. they have an opinion, they have a voice and, and having a voice doesn't mean you're a bitch. It means this is how I show my love. I make sure that we have a great place to have our energy spent together. And I don't want to sit two feet away from somebody else. And I want, I don't, I don't know, your whole vision you gave me of that Mexican restaurant sounds really dirty or okay, something. Okay, so, so I actually just thought of a description. It was giving like Margaritaville, which is like what you okay. want sometimes, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, nobody loves a chain more than us, you know, but oh, yeah, it, that was the vibe. It was giving like tourist trap in Panama City okay. Beach, you know? And so I was just like, this is not the vibe. And I'm sure the food was great. I'm never going to name them by name because now we have like really buried them. But listen, time and a place. When I see my boyfriend once every other week, not the place. Okay, <laughs> I love what you said about Red Aura women also and just being told by a partner, maybe you're a little too much sometimes. And, you know, over the years, we've gotten so many messages from women saying like, am I too much? Am I too extra? Mm -hmm. Is anybody going to love me because I'm so X, Y, Z? And I think that Red Aura women probably feel like that sometimes because they've chosen okay. partners that made them feel like that, that invalidate them, exactly. that make them feel like they're being ridiculous and too much and impossible. And I use those words in quotes because you're being that way because it's authentic to you and you have to find a partner that's going to make you almost feel like they like lighten the load. Like your partner, I feel like lightens the load Absolutely, for you. Yeah. Like you don't have to feel like I have to be in charge of this or everything's going to be awful because uh, he's not like that. Yeah. And so you don't have to be made to feel like I want things a certain way and I'm a monster because of it. He likes that about you. Yeah. And he, and he also just like lets me be when I want to get a new table or and it's, it's not all the time. I think that would be exhausting. I want to be clear. That's not how I move through the world. I'm not just constantly like not this, not this has to be perfect. Know. You know, no, like I, I'm a yeah. rational person, but like there are some things that are probably pretty quirky to me but probably you know neurotic here and there and he like rolls with it and I don't feel like shamed about it mm -hmm. so I do think that's important for red women yeah and that's that was my whole thing it's like give people when you're red or a dating give people the opportunity to take care of you give people the opportunity yes. 
to support you, give give people the opportunity to plan for you too, which you did. And then you realize like, oh my gosh. And, and if you see the conversation happening energetically, that's what you do with your boyfriend. So that sounds really, really and sometimes good. It might feel unnatural if you've been on yeah. your own for a long time, or yeah. if you had a previous partner who you really did have to mother and like, you know, carry, you know, you, it's your instinct to be like, I got this. I pride myself on my self-sufficiency. Like, I don't, I don't need no man, you know? And I think it can feel a little unnatural where you almost have to do the self-talk and the work to let someone be there for you and take care of you and contribute to your life and ask their opinions on things and let them help and let them do some of those things for you. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But I think sometimes for those type of women, you actually have to reframe and like shift what might feel natural to you if you've been doing it all on yourself for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like yellow auras and I want to talk about yellow auras yeah, next because I feel like they are probably another group of women specifically that are told you're a little much mm. sometimes and it's you have to find a specific type of partner. Yeah. Yellows very much like the reds, except they're just a little bit more with the minutia of detailing versus reds can be more of like the overall scape of things a little bit. So I, I noticed with yellows, their overall need is to create flow and to keep learning and to be curious. And yeah, they like planning stuff. They actually do enjoy doing that and, and their love is in the details of how they do it. So I, I guess like with dating, a big thing is leave room for somebody to surprise you. So it, it you can get as a yellow really into micromanaging or trying to interview a date or try to make everybody non-negotiables are a little bit. So I always tell yellow auras, like take a step back and, and leave room for them to surprise you. And it feels good to you. Great. If it doesn't feel good to you, obviously no, but leave that little surprise space. Yeah. That's what I tell yellows. Yeah. And are they the, like, they're the hate surprises but, type of aura, you know, like, right. The kind that just wants to. They don't like surprises either. They're a little future focused. Sometimes yeah. like with yellows, they, details are very symbolic to them. So when they see their date or something, they're like, oh, I don't like those buttons. And like, it's not them being superficial. They just already know what that means. Mm. Like, you know, they're like, I already know who you are, you know, because of the shirt you're wearing. And it's not them being, it's just they're good like that. Like they understand immediately what the details, what the minutia means for the bigger picture. So yellows can get a little stuck sometimes because somebody will know how to fool you. And you don't want to be fooled by somebody who already knows how to get past the stuff on the list. You got to, I guess my point is you got to leave room for your intuition to kick in and not just stick to the details. A piece of advice that I've been saying a lot recently is just don't get in your own way. I could see their, I say like neuroses with love, you know, in the same way that I have that in terms of like, don't let your thoughts run away with you and write these people off because of the type of shirt they're wearing because you might not be right. You know, like just kind of just not get in your own way when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, it definitely depends. Like I always get on yellows because, you know, now in the the world of online dating or texting before you meet or something, if somebody's using the wrong your or something that that's going to get really into it. Oh, I can't. I can't unsee that. Now you're the guy that doesn't know how to spell. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's not them being superficial at all it's just okay yeah you're right and you probably are right by the way that's the other thing but let's just leave just a little room in case something else is happening and sure. and yeah don't get in your own way that's sure they're the kind of people that kind of bring a list to a date and they yeah. want you to check the boxes well are they the kind that are like 
I didn't plan it this way. Like, are they very like, wait a minute, this isn't exactly the way that I planned it. The person, the type, the yeah. trajectory, like I can see the that. It's can. like, the, it's all the things that make you who you are in a good way can also be your downfall sometimes when it mm-hmm. comes to, to dating for all, for all of us, for yeah, that's why they usually do well with other independent partners. Like, so they'll usually do well with green auras or other yellow auras or the opposite, like just very laid back people. They'll do well with people who are just like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and and please plan my life. But that can be really hard for yellows because they then they get stuck in doing everything. So I always see yellows doing a lot better with like greens or or other yellows because green auras are very methodical and, and meticulous as well. So Kind of getting with another partner who's like you can help you feel not taken advantage of and not overwhelmed or drained by Mm -hmm. that. Okay. Yeah. So green. So is that kind of. Yeah. Greens are good. Greens are like, they're very much a visionary green auras. I, so my thing with greens is they like to feel challenged and they like to feel creative. So bringing that into your dating life. So if you're a green aura, I say bring somebody who you feel connected to to something you're really passionate about because with mm. green auras i feel like it's hard for them to fake it so and and that's that's a good thing that it's hard for them to fake it because they're 100 percent them so greens can be really like into they can be major foodies or they can love beer gardens and they like to taste or they like to hike or they like to whatever it is like do your passion thing with your person and and let them see you in that context and i feel like it's just here i am you know, can you roll with it or can't you? So, so that's what I tell green artists to do, to just create in the context of dating and let them see who you are. Yeah. Like, and, show, um, like show your weirdness up top. Show it. Just like, just show them, take them to the comic con. You know, sometimes there's different types of greens. There's like green aura. I call them like gamer greens. Those are yeah. the nerdy greens in a good way. Then there's like CEO greens. Those are the ones that are very like business, money, you know, tech, you know that kind of thing. Then I call, and then there's like your science greens, and those ones are very into science. You know, they they work in some field in that way. And and because greens usually once they start talking about shop, once they start talking shop, they are, wow, you're really smart. Like they're really focused and smart when they're talking. So you might as well be in in a space where you're talking shop if you're you're green, and then you see that whoever you're with is like cool. I like this. Do not stop talking. Or I don't, uh-huh. or you know, or shut you down. I think green people could be really successful on dating apps because if you have this thing that's really like mm-hmm. specific and unique to you, like I see a lot of dating apps. We see this all the time. People would say like, I love going to the beach. I like long road trips. It's like they list, most people list things that everybody likes, but green people really have the opportunity to list out what makes you like very, very unique and lean into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I like bird watching. Yeah. I, I like, yeah. Like what is something super specific? Yeah. And then people yeah, but... can really connect to it. They're right. There's, I would say there's mostly green people on the apps, by the way, because I feel like it's harder for them to sometimes, um, not all the greens, but I think a good chunk of greens, it's harder for them to make a, a first move conversationally. They do better a little bit like easing in with the, with the pictures and whatnot. Okay. So. Okay. And then finally, uh, purples, Purples with, I just see them, we talked about this a little bit, just they have to feel like they're creating and that they're becoming, they have room to evolve, I guess, is a big thing for purples. So how to make that feeling and and practice it in the context of dating would be, I guess, just like allowing yourself a lot, like you were saying, Raina, like not oversharing, you know, understanding that you don't have to share everything right away about yourself or, or taking a step back and 
because I feel like with purples, they're like all on the table. Here it is, everything. Sometimes purples can get a little confused with like drama versus something that's actually like good for you. I'm purple too. So this isn't me just talking at you. This is like me talking about myself. Like drama isn't interest. You know, drama is like there's two separate things and and talking about stuff that is, you know, kind of more 5D than 3D, a lot of spiritual stuff. So let, I guess, show yourself in a way that's not exactly detail oriented, more about what you like or what you think or what you believe, not like the details of your life so much in your dating and then see how people connect. Because purples end up getting shamed a lot. They, they get told like, you're weird or you're wacky or I don't like that or, or they get judged. They're very open to a lot of judgment. So just kind of being yourself and then seeing if you get any hint of judgment, be like, okay, we're done here because you just have to put it all out there. So that's my, that's my advice to purples who are dating. Yeah. I'm reading some notes you said ahead of time for purples, try not to share everything right away. And I, I have struggled with that my whole life with everybody. And I do think that that's why people think that I'm warm and I'm easy to get to know. And there's a lot of really great things about being that kind of person. Like I'm not hard to know. And I think people feel really instantly comfortable with me all the time. But I don't think that everybody deserves that. So mm-hmm. just taking a moment to say, like, is this person worth the time? Are they worth giving this information to? I've had to really exercise that over the years, just taking a minute before you share everything. Yeah, it's such a good thing to remind people. But I, I think for me, too, and, and just knowing other purples, not everybody deserves all your information. And, mm-hmm. and it's not something that you owe to anyone. And I think sometimes purples can feel like, oh, am I being cold if I don't share that story? Or am I being cold if I don't share everything? And and you're not, you're just being like everyone else's actually. So it's just yes. kind of, it's weird. But then once you're really close with purples, then I feel like purples know everything about each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, but yeah, yeah. I do feel like, you know, when I go to a party, especially like I feel the need to like really get people to like me and chat a lot, and ask a lot of questions and share a lot about myself. And I have to like take a moment and be like, is this authentic? I could, I don't need to sell it so hard, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, you're friendly. I mean, I always yeah. feel like that. And I like that about are... myself. Yeah, I you're, like... you're friendly. Yeah. I like I... it mostly, but just, you know, and sometimes I've been like, I didn't need to say that stuff. So it's just controlling it a little bit. And then, like you said, once you get to know the person, everything's on the table. Everything. Who cares? But you have that for like, a, like, yeah, your small group of people that you know don't care. And I like, I like just the juxtaposition with the reds, just because, again, I know so many reds in my own life. It's, I feel like red auras have a, different kind of gut read on people like it's a friendliness and a respect for everyone a hundred percent like I respect you everyone deserves respect and and there's no guilt with the not sharing right away whereas I think the more double empath like the purple blues it's like oh my gosh I have to tell you everything it's just it's it's a subtle thing and don't feel bad about yourself I don't want people to feel bad about themselves if if they do tend to be like oversharing or over you know too many compliments to somebody or too many this or too many that it's like in the past, maybe that was a survival technique that you needed. Maybe that got you by. Maybe that helped you. get. Maybe you had to do that as a kid. Maybe you had to do that at other times in your life because it, it was a tool for you. And maybe now, because you don't want to do that anymore, you're like, hey, wait a second. I feel safe enough. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to, I don't have to give that away to be accepted anymore. And so yeah. it's something like pat myself on the back because it got me to where I am today. And now I can take that armor off. I don't have to do that. So totally. Yeah. I love the way you said it. And I agree. And I think that, you know, some people are just trying to sell themselves a little bit harder because maybe they don't feel as likable. 
But I think that those things are really charming and disarming and wonderful to be like that. And maybe if you feel like you're too much of that, just pump the brakes a little bit. Cause I think there is something to be said about like letting people get to know you a little bit slowly, Mm -hmm. making them work for it. Yeah. Like people to do with me. I don't make anybody work for it. (laughs) Ashley makes people work for it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, Michaela, we wanted to end with a couple readings. We wanted to put you on the spot because we, we just want our audience to know that you haven't whatever they believe you they believe us but we just want to do this like with everybody knowing that you're getting these photos like on the spot you haven't had any time time to prep so I was going to send you a photo of my boyfriend and see what you have to say and then Raina we're going to do you want to do like two I pulled hinge matches from today these guys that asked me out people should go back and listen to this you are so just dead on you have not had no time to look these people up who they are what their names are nothing Michaela, do you want a picture of us or just him solo? What do you like? Better? You can do both, actually. And as long as I see his eye. That's exactly what you're going to want to <laughs> But say. yeah, do both. Because then I can do like you together and, and then him okay. separate, which is cute. And then the hinge matches, just send me like whatever you got. Do you whatever have a- screenshots. I took a, these are three different guys, but we could do two. Okay. I love this. I was just at a New Year's Eve party and there was a single girl and she was showing me. I'm like, no, no. I like to swipe with them. I'm like, no. Oh my no. God. I would, if you <laughs> did that with me, I would pay you so much money to just come over. Oh no, I just do it. Like, I just love doing it. I'm like, oh my God. Weird. Okay. This is yours. So I have three hinge matches of three guys that just have asked me out this week. You know anything about them? Only because, so if I say something, you can confirm it or not. I don't really know anything about them. I just want okay, to love it. The first like... one. Out of all three, I like the one with the dog a little bit the best. Okay. That's the one so, I've been enjoying talking to the most. Yeah. So I like him the best. So I'm just drawn to him the most. So let's take a look. I do get, I don't know if, I don't know how much Ew. you know about him. I, I get something with this, like a uh, close, close to females in his family. So I wonder if he's got a sister that he's close to or something like that. I get something with like, I wonder if he has a niece or something. He feels family oriented because I get, he's, loves female relationships and his family and he let he's a good listener his colors he's green and he's what I call blue to go which is like a blue indigo mashup I feel like he's been single for a while I get that he likes long term I feel like he's been how do I put this like I feel like his family is worried about him because he always gets in with the wrong people I feel like he always gets in with women who are messes and he has to like bail them out of something. And I feel like his family's like, oh my God. But he's got kind of this Pollyanna view on love. So it's okay. He just keeps trying. I like him. He he seems really sweet to me. My only red flags with him would be, I feel like he can be a little, I don't want to say this in case you guys become something, but boring, like the first maybe date or, or so. It takes him a while to warm up. That's what I would say. He's like the total guy. I would be like, hey, let's go on a date doing what you like to do. Because I'd like to see his personality like shine with that. Okay. I, the kid thing, he has a photo with a a nephew, not a niece, but he's a Midwest guy. He looks nice. Okay. I'm drawn to the one that's in front of the lake. So let's do him. Let's do him. Okay. So this one, (laughs) (laughs) I just don't get like, if he has money, he's weird with it. So I'm just, (laughs) if he has it, you won't see it very much. If he has Uh it at all, I just get with him. He's got kind of a weirdness with money. So I can get this. He's got, he looks like he probably was a yellow blue kid, but now he's a green blue guy. But it's so washed out that I do feel that he, this poor guy. I mean, I just get with him. He, 
<laughs> isn't as generous as you might need him to be. Not that you need somebody to be generous. It's just that he feels kind of stingy or something. So, so here's like, something interesting. Every yeah. single photo of his is on a trip. Amsterdam. It uh, looks like the south of France. This is Portugal. Yeah. This is Egypt. Okay. And this looks like Florence. Every single photo is him on a trip, which I respect because he does want to communicate to you like I travel and I have money. Which is funny because he is it, like catfishing. Well, it's I mean, you have to go out with him, Raina, and see what happens when the bill comes. Like, I yeah. cannot live if you don't do this after hearing I'd like her, to know. Michaela's initial reaction was he's weird about money. You it's have something with to. money. It's like a weird he's weird with it. And it is weird that he wants to show show it's like the frontiness of it a little bit. Yes. It's weird yeah. that every photo that I can immediately call out that these are right in Europe. Yeah. All of them. And he feels like he's got a chip on his shoulder about dating in general. And I mean, the people that go on with chips on their shoulder, they just want you to pay for the mistakes that maybe exes have made or whatever. So I don't know if he's gotten over his past slights. It's almost like he's got a self-fulfilling prophecy of going on here that he's going to meet a gold digger or, or something like that. I don't know. Oh, he's like, he's got some sort of issue. The There's some issue with money. So I'd love to know how that pans out. Okay. Well, I would love to be a gold digger. I would love to be one. Okay. Well, you got to go out with both these guys. Now, well, you know, it's like when you're totally not, but somebody has this idea that you are yeah, and, you're just yeah, yeah. Like, and you feel that from them and you just want to like, ew, you know, and, and then at the end of the time together, you end up proving to them that you're as crazy as they thought you were or whatever, just because you're reacting. And I hate that. Right. Right. So yeah. your wonderful boyfriend is possibly one of my favorite combinations he actually makes me want to cry because i'm like i get really emotional about i'm gonna cry already because i immediately i'm getting emotional i feel like you guys have this soulmate connection (laughs) oh my god and it's like when you meet him it's like home and he's green indigo which is my absolute favorite combination that there is because i feel like he does something for work where he's healing the world somehow with his smart people vision because he's green, but he's indigo. So he wants to like make differences or something. And I get with him that he's so humble and he's, he's so intelligent and he's so I'm getting chills and he's so humble about it. Like, like he's one of those people. I don't mean to like, if I didn't know he was your boyfriend, this, I would say this about him. He's like one of these people that you meet them and you know they're not, they don't know how beautiful they are, if that makes sense. Like, you're like, oh my God, like, you're so good. And in a world of such superficiality, <laughs> you could, all right, so all that, he feels like he is, he does feel very close to family. I feel like it's very important. He does feel especially loved and maybe even a little golden at home in terms of and he's the baby I don't know if he's the baby or just the boy thing or something but they're okay maybe both they're just very much like you know and they want what's best for him and whatnot he really loves I feel like I'm looking at the picture of you two together I feel like the fact that you're so smart uh, makes him feel comfortable and safe and that he trusts he trusts you that's like a big deal to him because he feels like he is a vulnerable person. So when he connects, he has to know that somebody's not going to take advantage of that. And you you just do give that to people. You're very loyal. And so he just feels really safe with you. And I feel like he feels funny because he feels very flexible about things in terms of, I know you said you're long distance, but he feels like he's very flexible. And it feels like 
things that you oh I don't want to put you out or da, da. he's like it's fine like that like he feels like he doesn't he's unbothered hair so easy yeah and and he really doesn't and you letting him in your like I think it's like what you said especially like the date like you letting him in your life and allowing him to kind of he knows what a big deal that is but I do get with him you don't just then this is I'm getting directly this from spirit I don't know what this means but they're saying you don't just become his I feel like this is like very intense. Like you don't just become his wife, like you become family. And so I just get that there's like, you know, does that make sense? Like in some people, when they marry you, it's like, no, no, this is it. You know, for, for better, for worse means something even deeper. So for him, it's just, he's, he's, he's in it. I just get, he's in it. Oh my God. He's got, um, he's got amazing empathic vibrations. Yeah. He's just very, very, <laughs> but he's oh, not God. like messy and he doesn't, you know, he's not like energetically irresponsible. You know, he's not, Yeah. he saves it for the right people, but he feels like really art, like, like he can, t- he's, when he speaks, he feels, that's the green yeah. thing. He feels like when he talks shop, it's like, whoa, like it's really interesting. So, Ashley, I'm so happy for you. Thank you so like, much. I mean, that was, that was really spot on. I mean, I don't know that he feels like he's healing the world in his career, but I think he does help people. I think he probably does any, I feel like people even say that all the time about him, that he's really articulate and well-spoken, but all the other stuff is so true. His family is so important to him and it's so important to him that he's ingrained in my family, you know, which I think it goes back to this. Like, if you were to get married, you just become more of like family. Like I just, that made complete sense. So everything, everything you said, you said a lot more, but uh, every word of it felt really true. He's just really special. We always, Rain and I are just like, everybody loves him. We got it. You know, like, well, people meet him once. They're like, where, where is he? When's he coming back? You know, like our friends, yeah. boyfriends all love him and my family and everybody that meets him. And he's just a really like one of a kind person. And I'm so happy all you of found that. him and he found you. You do just feel very meant to be it's very, it's beautiful. Aww. Thank you. I was trying to figure it out. What is aura? Because there's a part of me that thought yellow because he is really organized, but then like the green indigo, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a great combo. It's like, I often say green indigos are always looking, I don't know if this will make sense, but they look above and below at the same time. So it's kind of like, you see how everything's working up here, like a chess game or eagle eye view. That's the green, but you also are in the thick of it too. So, you know, emotionally, what everything feels like from the bottom or from, from the ground view and just the, the ability to take those very separate things and put them together, make green indigo people just visionaries for the world and usually entrepreneurial eventually. And, and usually they have like really good ideas for integrating systems and how people work together so that it's, it's people plus mission and in some sort of system where our 3D world respects it. So, I mean, they're usually doing something in business for the state of the world in some way to flow with more efficiency and compassion and, and confidence and communication, that kind of stuff. So that was really special. Thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, this was wonderful, Michaela. It was just everything we hoped it would be. Obviously, this is your life, your life's work, but you just speak on this. It's just like immediate, you know, the way you're able to describe these aura colors and just talk about them so eloquently in terms of their dating and their flaws and their weaknesses and you don't offend anybody. It's just, it's really great. So I hope this resonates with everybody. Yeah. And we want people to buy your book and take the quiz and it's just 
Oh, well, Paul, your Instagram, it's all amazing. Rita's I appreciate you guys, guys so much. <laughs> well, I want to make, I want, I want people to know if you were right or not. I feel like you're always, yeah. Because the way you had me. Now you have to go on a date with travel picture guy and let us know how that went. There has to be something weird about money. Nobody has 100% pictures of travel. It's something weird. It's something it's there. Weird. The, other, the, the dog guy seemed okay. I would try that for sure. That guy's from Pittsburgh. I can just tell he's great. Oh, oh down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for everything. Can you tell people where to find you, what your Instagram is and your website and they should shop the book and everything? Yeah. You can find me at Mystic Michaela on Instagram. My book is What's My Aura, wherever you buy books. And you can take my quiz in there. And my podcast is Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. And thank you so much for having me on, you guys. Thanks for getting it. Thanks for everything. We love you thank so you. much. Thank you for everything. Yes. And of course, you guys, girlsgottoeat.com is our website. Girls Gotta Eat Podcast is our Instagram and TikTok. I'm Ash Hess. Raina is Raina.Greenberg and our other company, Vibes Only, vibesonly.com and Vibes Only on Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube, share this episode with a friend, and we will. We'll see you next week. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.